Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. Today I have a very special guest and a very special episode. So my guest today is Jenna Kutcher and I've been a huge fan of Jenna for many years and her the most famous podcast, the Gold Digger podcast for a few years as well and today finally I got her on my podcast. Nowadays we're living in this constant hustle culture and Forget hustle harder, forget the mandatory 5 a.m. and wake up, forget outlining your life plan in six months, one year, five year spans. We are living in a cultural shift as we reframe our perspectives around the purpose of work, what work-life balance really means, and how we want to spend our time on this planet. We move throughout a day attempting to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible, when asked how we are, we give a brief fine and proceed with our day figuring out that the person asking wouldn't really want to know anyway. But what if we stopped ourselves and truthfully answered the question, what truths might we uncover? So in today's episode and in Jenna's book, How Are You Really?, Jenna Kutcher takes everything she learned to demystify for the readers the steps to take to create their own truly fulfilled lives. It all starts with asking the simple question and finally getting an answer. Jenna Kutcher is famous entrepreneur, photographer, Instagram influencer, teacher, mom, and host of the most popular and the most famous Gold Digger podcast. So in this episode, Jenna is sharing how to live your truth one answer at a time. She is sharing her success story, what success really means to you. We are talking about mental wellness. We are talking about imposter syndrome, how to overcome imposter syndrome, how to succeed in social media. And Jenna is sharing so many great business advices as well. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to grab a copy of Jenna's book, check out link in show notes. Hi, Jenna. I'm so honored and excited to have you on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I 
it's so we have to tell your audience, but the day that you and I connected on Instagram, I had been listening to your show. So it's just a full circle meant to be moment. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And I've been a huge fan of your show for many years now. And you coming out now with a new book. Yes. It was incredible. And especially we don't take enough time to sit in discomfort and really ask ourselves every day, like, how are you really? Yes. So I would love to know more. Like, how are you really? Yes. Highlight oh. this. Yes. Let's talk about this. So I feel like it was so funny. One thing that nobody knows about books is like, I did not name it that until like the final days, like this has been a two year long project and we had many different working titles. And when I kept describing the book to people, I kept saying like, it's the difference in conversation of like, when you run into someone and they're like, how are you? And you're like, I'm good. I'm fine. Busy. And it's like when you're with somebody that you feel safe enough to like hold your answer and to like embrace your brokenness where they're like, how are you really? That was the heartbeat of the whole book. And so I, today I should prepare myself because every single person asks me, how am I really? And I'm like, now I've got to be truthful. Like the book is about living your truth. I am so energized and excited about getting this book out into the world. Like I've never felt more aligned on something, but I also feel like stretched thin in the most beautiful way because I love being a mom. I love being a wife. I love the work I do. And I love this book so much. And so it's like a lot going on, but in a really beautiful way. How are you really? I love it. But you know, like in Russia and Ukraine and Europe, they don't even ask strangers on the street. Like, yes. how are you? Because it's like rude. Yeah. If they ask, you're going to go on and on and on with your problems. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't that funny? And the cultural context of it too, where it's like, yeah, like it's intrusive to even ask people like, how are you, um, in different cultures. And it's like, I think we're all craving to like be asked it and being in a space that we feel like we can actually answer it. So true. It's a very sensitive subject, but it's very, it's needed. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you being an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur with Tony Robbins, Dean, and everyone in the team, you haven't written a business book before, and this is your first book? Yes, it's crazy. So what's really interesting is, so I'm the host of the Gold Digger podcast. It's the number one marketing podcast in the U.S., and what's so funny is that like, I had this big realization in the writing process where at first I started writing a business book. Like, I know business. I breathe business. Business has afforded me so many opportunities. I've been an entrepreneur for a decade. And I recognized in the process where I was like, I love entrepreneurship so much, but it's not for everyone. And my whole life isn't revolved around entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship affords me my life. And so I had this like realization of like, this is like a philosophy that like anyone can adopt. Like whether you are a stay-at-home parent or you work a nine to five, or you are in an entrepreneurship position or you have a side hustle. And so it was really beautiful as the whole writing process unfolded, it really moved from like this strategic branding marketing book into this space of like, actually, this is why I do all of the strategy and marketing so that I can live my life in a way that other people can't. However, they are invited to. I love it. What's your best advice for women? Like who is in the business world right now? Like entrepreneurship advice? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest piece of advice is to define success for you. 
And what I think I found, and I, I share about this in the book is that like, when I went to business school, the only successful women that I saw were women in power suits in a corner office in a corporate setting. Like that was the only visual that I had for like a successful female in business. And that was like the vision I went after. Like, that's what I thought it took in order to really find success. But I don't know about you, but have you ever set this goal? And then you arrive and you're like, this doesn't even feel good. Or like, I'm not even enjoying this. Or like, maybe this wasn't the ultimate goal. And so I would say for like ambitious women, you have to start with defining what success looks like. And I want to take that a step further and say, define what success looks like for you right now. We are a culture that is so focused on five-year plans, 10-year plans. And I think it's beautiful to have a vision for your life. But I also think it's important that we recognize that like different parts of our life, different season of our, our, of our life call for different things. They require us to show up differently. And so success for me doesn't look a certain way, but it absolutely feels a certain way. And I think we have to come home to the fact that like our feelings are meant to be felt and our life is meant to be enjoyed. So true. I noticed with myself when I had those goals, I'm very ambitious. And yes. when I used to set these goals, if I would achieve one in one area, another area would be lacking. So yes. to set this total balance that takes time, courage, and acknowledgement because sometimes we just in this race to get to one goal, but then we forget yes. about other things in our life. Yeah. And it's crazy too. I love that you bring this up too, because there is this like idea that like we should find balance, you know, like we are these like multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, multi-faceted human beings. And we're constantly in this pursuit of balance. And if you actually study the word of balance, like balance is meant to be a moment in time. It's not meant to be something that's maintained. If you think of like a scale and you're putting like grains of sand on it, that art of balance, it lasts for a second. And so I actually talk about this in the book where I'm like, I don't want balance in my life. Life anymore. I want blend. I want to be able to take the different aspects of my life that I love, take the different versions of myself, the different roles that I play and show up as my whole self. And I think a lot of us feel really disconnected or feel really lonely. In fact, because we don't feel like people know us as a whole person. They know an aspect of us or a role that we play or a way that we show up and serve. And it's like, we are whole people. Like we are like meant to be these like totally unique beings. And instead we've like become like shape shifters in different settings and in different conversations. Absolutely agree with you. What would you like for readers to be like the main takeaway from the book? Yeah. So, um, the title of the book is how are you really, but the subtitle is living your truth one answer at a time. And it's really this open invitation to like, get quiet with yourself long enough to answer the question, how am I really, but then to take it a step further and to really come back home to yourself and to like, find your heartbeat again, trust your intuition again, and really just honor those like inner voices, that inner knowing that is guiding you. Because I think a lot of times, if you think about like, if I were to give you directions on a map, um, our our lives are filled with so many blueprints and strategies and systems and all of these wonderful things. But if we're not starting with where we're truly at, like if we are not putting a uh, location in the GPS and saying, here's my starting point, we're not going to get to where we want to go. And so many of us are finding ourselves like arriving in these certain places. And we're like, wait, I got off course 
somewhere. Like this wasn't meant for me or like maybe this worked for someone else, but it doesn't work for me. And so really it's this invitation to like, how can you live out your truth in a way that feels aligned for you and continually do that for the rest of your life? That's amazing. And you've been so successful and well-known, very popular in social media world and just among entrepreneurs. What really helped you to get there where you are now? Yeah, it's, I love this question and it's something people haven't asked me enough. Um, but one thing that I think is so powerful these days is like, everyone is so obsessed with the masses, right? Like we want to get 10 K we want a hundred K we want a million. Like we're never satisfied. And in that pursuit, we forget to serve the people who are already there. I think of about it in this way of like, imagine that you and I, we have like a dinner party we have 10 friends at the table and they're waiting for us to serve them the first course. And we're so obsessed with getting more people there that we're out on the streets yelling, come to the party, come to the party to people who don't even want to be there. And it's like, serve the people who are already there, impact those people. And I promise you, they will come back and bring friends. And so when I think about like my journey over the last decade, if you scroll all the way back in my post, you're going to see me talking about the same things because they've mattered and they mattered when 10 people were following. And they definitely matter when a million people are following. And so it's like, serve the people who are already there, treat them so well that they're going to come back and they're going to bring friends with them and really honor them and their time and their attention. Stop focusing on attracting many and start focusing on serving one more person. I love it. And you also have courses. You also educate women and others on great things. And the main thing is creating courses. How did yeah. you start with it and what helped you? To yeah, I love that. I love online courses for anyone out there. Get into the world. It's so beautiful that you can make something once and impact many. Um, so the first thing I would say is if you have some sort of gift or some sort of talent, or you find you are the point person, like people always ask you about this certain thing. First, I would say is like mentor other people, like get in a room with them, get on the phone with them, jump on zoom with them and help someone else get results. Because a lot of times we have these unconscious competencies, these things that we're naturally good at that we assume surely everybody knows this. This is common sense. This would not change a life, but those are the things that do they change the lives. They change the world. And so first start mentoring other people. And what you're going to do is you're going to start to notice trends. You're going to start to see the same question come up. You're going to start to find yourself saying the same thing over and over again. That is a really good signifier that what works for you or how you've gotten someone else results can actually be built into a course. The second piece of that is, have you ever Googled something and you're like, I just need like the other night, I needed to figure out how to like migrate something from one computer to the other. And it gave me a 10 minute YouTube video. And I was like, I literally need like 30 seconds. Like give me the 30 seconds that I need. In today's creator economy, people want fast results. They want quick wins. And so if you do create a course, I would say, don't be prone to throw in everything in the kitchen sink, make it as easy as possible for somebody to get results. Like I would way rather take a course that takes me an hour than to take a hundred module, 20 hour program. I know I don't have time or bandwidth for that. And so don't be afraid to be so hyper-specific in the results you can get someone. And the last piece of that is figure out what the end result is for anyone who takes this program or follows through on your methodology. What is the end result? Start with that. Make sure it's a smart goal. So it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So you will, you know, 
connect with 10 dream clients in the next 30 days or whatever that is. And then once you have that end result, break it down and say, what are the three to five things that somebody needs to do in order to do that? And boom, you have your modules, you have your program. It's simplified, it's streamlined, and it's going to get people results. That's the best advice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad. You know, it's funny. We as human beings tend to overcomplicate things and overthink things. And really what people desire is to build up their belief in themselves to get results. And you know something that can get somebody a result. So that's how you have to package it up and put it out into the world. I'm for most of the time, I always or complicate things for myself. Always. Yeah. We all do that. Why do we do that? We're crazy. I know. (laughs) And as you know, now social media strategies changed and it's not the same as it used to be in 2016. Yes. And what's your best advice? How can you grow your network? How can you grow your social media and how can you succeed? Yes. So the biggest thing is, is like, how can you show up for other people? Um, Russell Brunson teaches this idea of like your dream 100, like who are the 100 people that you would just like die to be connected to, or to be in a room with, or to sit at a table with, and how can you add value to them or show up in their life? Like for me, I like add post notifications for certain accounts where I'm like, I just want to encourage them. I just want to show up for them. I just want them to know that their work matters. And so, so much, we are so focused on people engaging with us that we forget to engage. And so it's like, how can you add value or, um, step into somebody's life or be that encouragement or be that reminder, put that pressure on yourself so that you can show up for them and they start to pay attention. And I would just say that like, you have to be an active participant in building this relationship. And a lot of times the invitation has to start with you sending it. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) We forget about this a lot of times. Yes. And have you ever had imposter syndrome? What helped you overcome it? (laughs) All the time. The other day, someone introduced me as an author and I was like, (gasps) where I was just like, how, wait, what? Like, it's crazy. But here's the thing is like, it lasts for a few seconds. And this is why I think that the, the right opponent for imposter syndrome is confidence. And when we are fully aligned or when we believe that we're making an impact or when we believe in what we're doing, that confidence totally knocks down any imposter syndrome. And so if you're feeling imposter syndrome, one, it's probably a good indicator that you're stepping into something that makes you uncomfortable, which is beautiful. It's evolution. It's change. It's part of the human experience, but it's also this reminder of like, how can you build up your confidence? And the way that I think that most of us can build up our confidence today is by taking tiny actions that move us towards our dreams in a world that is so obsessed with massive growth and overnight success. How can you have slow growth and deepen your roots? How can you show up in these little tiny ways that literally build the fibers of your muscle of belief so that you have the confidence so that when imposter syndrome comes knocking on your door, you're like, no, no, I am, I can be, and I will become. I love it. Thank you so much, Jenna. Oh, thanks for having me. This is so fun. This was meant to happen. We've been trying to make it happen. So this is such a treat. (laughs) Thank you. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday to support the show tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.
so much, guys. Have a great day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.